0: You're listening to Rhema for Today.
1: When he came back to church, well, he testified, and he said, uh, I never told him how I prayed or anything. Never told a soul, not even a wife. And he said, uh, you know, folks, he said, don't ever feel sorry for people who are Christians who die. Now he said, the last thing I remember, I was falling. I never remember hitting down in this machinery. Next thing I know, I woke up in the hospital. Now he said, of course, they tell me it's several days. It seemed like in just a few minutes, but it was several days. I was unconscious. But he said, when I did wake up, I never did hurt any. I never had any pain. I was all right. He said, I, I, I actually just sort of had a big time. Hey <laughs> man, he said it was, it was most amazing. Now he said, while I was unconscious, the only thing I can remember happened. And he said, I, I, I must have died.
0: You're listening to Rama for today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. Later in today's program, I'll tell you about this month's special radio offer. Right now, let's join Kenneth E. Hagen with his teaching Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6.
1: I held on to the Lord, but I've been this is the third night I've been up, and with, with very little sleep in the daytime, and so about two o'clock in the morning I began to fall off asleep. In fact, I did fall off sleep special nurse every eight hours and this nurse happened to awake me as she moved around the bed and when i first looked i thought sure brother haynes is dead and i said uh, to the nurse is he dead she said i thought he was but she said he isn't quite yet but he will she said i know i'm not supposed to talk to you this way but she said he'll never he'll never make it he'll never make it to seven o'clock in the morning when i go off he'll die when i got up went out into the hall our corridor at about two o'clock in the morning in that hospital, and I did just exactly what I suggested that you do. I did just exactly what God said to do. He said, put me in remembrance. He said, let us plead together. He said, set forth thy cause that thou mayest be justified. And so I said to the Lord, Lord, I'm not going to let him die. I said, uh, first of all, he's only 49 years old. A man 49 years old is not old enough to die. I reminded him, you said in your word, and promised us at least 70 or 80 years. Secondly, I said he's my Sunday school superintendent. Now, I pastored other churches, and I had a Sunday school superintendent, that is in name at least, everywhere I pastored, but they were always just a figurehead. I did all the work about all they did was stand up there on Sunday morning. But I said, this man, you never have to bother about him. He does his work. In fact, he usually endeavors to visit every absentee from the whole Sunday school himself every week besides each teacher doing so. And that was a colossal job, but he did most of it. I mean, he would spend hours visiting in regard to the Sunday school. I said he's the only Sunday school superintendent really I've ever had, the only one of all the churches. In fact, he's the only one. Uh, And I said, I need him. There's not another man like-minded in our church or Sunday school. And if I need him, you need him. If I need him, you need him. And that's true because i said that uh, this isn't my church it's your church i'm the under shepherd but you're the great shepherd and what i need you need and i need him second i said he's my deacon he's a deacon in my church and i said he always stands right with me solidly and all the other men will follow him i need him if i need him you need him third i said he has an influence for good in my town my city I've talked to the businessmen, practically every one of them in the city. They have more confidence in him than all the rest of the men put together. If I need him in our church, in our town, he has more influence for good than all the rest of the men and and businessmen in our city, I have more confidence in him than they do all the rest of the men in my church put together. I knew that. I knew that. I need him. Fifth. I said he gives 20% of his income into the church, never less than 20%, most of the time 25% of his income into the church. And uh, if, if we take that out, we're almost bankrupt because we're just getting by as it is. Oh, I know you can meet any need, but your ways of meeting need is through men. Are you hearing me? God's not going to rain money down from heaven. He's not a counterfeiter. He's not going to start counterfeiting money and just start it raining down from heaven. Did you hear me? God's way of doing things is through men. You know, Jesus said, Give and it shall be given unto you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, run it over. Shall men give unto your bosom? Isn't that what he said? Shall men give. And so I said, I need him. If I need him, you need him. We need him. If we need him, you need him. This isn't my church. We are the body of Christ. You're the head. What the body needs, the head needs. Are you hearing me? Amen. You know, after all, Paul used that illustration of the human body. Christ is the head. We are the body. Now, if my head needs this right hand, the rest of my body needs this right hand. If my head needs that thumb, then all the rest of the body needs that thumb. And if my body needs that thumb, then my head needs that thumb. And so I said, Lord, we need it. My church needs him. And what we need, you need. And so I'm not going to let him die. Besides that, I said death is of the enemy; It's of the devil." Death is an enemy, it's not of God. Death is the last enemy that shall be put underfoot, the Bible said. Now, uh, I realize this, that God has taken the sting out of death for us, but I said, I I rebuke death, and I command it to leave his body in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Well, I went back into the room. Brother Haynes is breathing good. He's still on the oxygen tent, but his color looks good. The nurse is reading the magazine. I sat down, when I got still, I got sleepy again, fell off to sleep, dozed off a second time, and she awakened me, she moved about, and I thought, my, I've gone to sleep and let the devil come in here and take him, and he's died off my hand when I first looked at it. And I got up, went through the same procedure again, argued my case the same way, and we did that the third time, and uh, then he rested well. The next morning at eight o'clock, the doctor came in the room, that nurse went off at seven, when she went off, she said to me, oh, my, 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 I'm glad this night's over. I never thought he'd ever make it. At eight o'clock, doctor came. The moment he listened to his heart or chest, he said to the nurse, get the stretcher, we'll take him next to And he turned to me and said, well, this man's come out of it. He's out of shock. He's come out of it. You know, he said to me, he might make it now. <laughs> well, thank God to make a long story he didn't short, he did make it. He did make it. Now I was out in the hall uh, in a, praying in a whisper. You know, you couldn't pray. In a hospital very loud, especially at 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> and uh, so uh, when he came back to church, well, he testified and he said, uh, i never told him how I prayed or anything. Never told a soul, not even my wife. And he said, uh, You know, folks, he said, don't ever feel sorry for people who are Christians who die. And he said, The last thing I remember, I was falling. I never remember hitting down in this machinery. Next thing I know, I woke up in the hospital. Now, he said, of course, they tell me it's several days. It seemed me like in just a few minutes, but it was several days. I was unconscious. But he said, when I did wake up, I never did hurt any. I never had any pain. I was all right. He said, I, I, I actually just sort of had a big time. <laughs> Amen. He said, it was, it was most amazing. Now, he said, while I was unconscious, the only thing I can remember happened, and he said, I, I, I must have died because he said, I, I remember I went up. And went up to heaven and I saw the angels I heard them sing, oh such singing as you've never heard and he said I I saw the saints robed in white I stood among them and I saw Jesus he came to me and I was just about to fall down before him and tell him how much I loved him appreciated it and he pointed his finger to him and said you're gonna have to go back and he said I said I don't want to go back he said Again, he pointed his finger at me and said, you're going to have to go back. And I said, I don't want to go back. And said he said the third time, you're going to have to go back to the earth. And I said the third time, I don't want to go back to there. And said he reached around like a person would if he's standing by a window and pulled back a window curtain. And he said it just seemed like it was a curtain like he pulled back. And he said when he pulled that back, said, I heard Brother Hagin say, Lord, I'm not going to let him die. I'm not going to let him die. And said, he said, see, you'll have to go back. Brother Hagin won't let you come yet. <laughs> I've always believed we have more authority than we think we have. Are you hearing me? Amen. Amen. That's true. That's true. Praise God. And so he said, next thing then, I woke up in the hospital. Well, praise the Lord. Now, you see, I, that's exactly the way I did. Just, just I, I, I stood before the throne and pled my case like a lawyer. Praise God. I thank God we can. We have scripture for it. Put me in remembrance. Put me in remembrance. God said, put me in remembrance. Let us plead together. Declare thou. Set forth your cause or your case that you may be justified. Well, I remember, see, that's 1947. I remember 1950 then. My uh, father-in-law, I got a call. I was down in San Angelo holding a meeting. My father-in-law, law sick. Well, I uh, I went in. He was operated on. Now, he never asked anybody to pray for his healing. He'd ask me just to pray with him and for him. And I prayed with him and prayed for him. And so I remember that, uh, oh, some 20, oh, 19 days after his operation, he's still in the hospital, complications set up and so on. And... Uh, my mother-in-law stayed with him constantly, but when she saw that he's not going to make it seem like a nerve sort of failed her, and she'd never been a nervous person in life, even though she's an older person, but she'd just never been bothered like most women are with nerves. But I think she'd been there night and day, never left. Until when she thought or saw that he just isn't going to make it, she just sort of had nerves collapsed. My wife had gone home with her. I was there with him, he was unconscious. And incidentally the Lord revealed to me exactly what was happening to him physically. And I mentioned that to a doctor and he looked at me because it's three two doctors, main was on the case, three altogether, and he looked at me the main and said, How'd you know that? Well, I said, I just knew it on the inside of the one. Well, he said, That's exactly what's happening to him. That's exactly what happened. But he said the person wouldn't know that if they were trained medically, you know, or words of that extent. I said, Well, but I'm glad the Lord knows everything. That anybody else knows and a lot more too, aren't you? <laughs> But anyway, as we stood there, I said just quietly to myself, there's other people in the room, Lord, do you want me to curse this death and command it to go, and this disease, sickness and, and physical condition command it to be made well? I'll just, uh, I, I think I'll just do it. I believe I'll just do it.
0: Welcome to Rhema for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagen. You can find more great materials by Kenneth E. Hagan, Pastor Hagan, and the rest of the Hagan family by visiting our online bookstore. Right now, I'd like to tell you about this month's special radio offer. This offer begins with a DVD from Kenneth E. Hagan entitled, Turning Hopeless Situations Around. Also from Kenneth E. Hagan, the book, Steps to Answered Prayer. Next in this offer is a slimline book from Kenneth Hagan entitled, The Master Restorer. All this for the special price of $27. And there is a special bonus in this month's offer. Kenneth Hagin's CD, Are You Not of This World? Get this special offer now. Call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Again, call toll-free 1-888-FAITH-99. Right now, let's join Kenneth and Lynette Hagan. Many of you are part of our, what we call our Word Partner Club. And somebody said, Well, what's a word partner? Well, it's somebody that prays for us regularly, somebody that sends us an offering at least once a month to help us support this RAMA program and RAMA internationally because we're all over. It's whatever you can afford to send. I mean, it, whatever it is. Yes. Because when it all comes together, That's right. it helps us to be able to get the Word of God out to the world. And we want to thank all of you that are a part of our Word Partner Club. And any of you that would like to join, go to ramaorg slash WPC, which stands yes. for Word Partner Club. And all the information is there. We'd be so glad to have you. Tomorrow, Kenneth E. Hagan will continue his message on Praying with All Kinds of Prayer, Volume 6. That's tomorrow on Rama for Today with Kenneth and Lynette Hagan.